Khalashing for Khalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for SN Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m. where it's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the SN Fresen show for 2022. I'm Adrian Bagatti, your host. The six weeks of January are almost done and I thought to revisit something that we covered last year. Along with the new year came massive price increases, not only in petrol, but in food as well. I ran a challenge last year with a budget of 250 rand per person per week. Um, we do this in my home and I asked everybody else to give it a try as well. Sadly, this year, we're going to have to take that up quite a lot. And I'm looking at between 300 and 350 rand per person. Please note, this isn't a minimum amount. So if you can budget for more, that's great for you. With the prices going up, it is quite a worry when most people either didn't get an increase or they got something smaller than they were previously got in the year before. And it hasn't kept up with the increase in the cost of living. And for some who aren't working at all, because, well, thank you, COVID, this challenge is definitely a big help. So if you want to give it a go, please do. If you have any comments or suggestions, questions or topics that you think we should cover, let us know via Telegram on 061-895-51019. SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Or send us an email to onair at highfm.com. So I wanted to get the euro off with a bang. Last year, I spoke about meal planning and I went through my process over a couple of chats. So we're going to start again, um, and I'm going to talk about meal planning. Now, most people who know me know that meal planning is my thing. To me, meal planning is an entire game changer in a way of life, in your food budget, everything. But what you don't know is that since having COVID in June, losing a family member to COVID in July, and then a family member to illness in November, I haven't been doing any meal planning, and my budget is showing it. And so is my trash can. We are throwing out way more food than necessary. Thankfully, some habits are now deeply ingrained after seven years. I still mostly shop online, especially via the quick delivery apps. So I've been lucky with that. I have all my loyalty cards, so I'm very careful to use those. And I do watch out for useful specials. I have changed the way I meal plan a little bit as well. So if you would like to meal plan along with me now or get right down some tips, please feel free to get your pen and paper for the tips, or you can listen to the podcast um, at your convenience, especially if you're driving right now. So concentrate on the driving. Just a reminder that I'm Adrian Bugatti, and we're on the Essen Fresen show. So the first step to meal planning is knowing what your family eats. Now, I update my list every four months. This isn't really necessary so much anymore as My youngest is nearly 18, so their taste is sort of set already. But it's very useful when you have little ones or young teens or people who have decided to go on to specific eating plans, whether for health reasons, for fitness reasons, whatever it is. It is important to know what they will like and what they won't like within their dietary requirements. Like I said before, my family, for the most part, don't really change. I have one who will not eat any mushrooms and now a new, 
adjustment, I suppose we'd call it, to one who will eat certain mushrooms. So if they are crumbed, if they're in soup, or if they're in big chunks, she'll eat those. Will not eat them raw, will not eat them sliced. Then I've got another one who really will eat them straight out of the planet before I even get to cook them. So this is why I update every four months. My family's taste buds evolve the more I get to experiment. And I'm experimenting quite a lot with vegan meals, um, specifically because the cost of meat and fish is just so high and we're a big family. But one of the nice things is there's a chef in training as part of my household. So that means even I get to try new stuff and new flavors, or he'll use flavors in ways that I've never thought about. So that's been fun. Once you've found out what they absolutely will not eat and what they love, you can begin to plan. You know what your minimum food budget will be. So if we're using 300 rand a week per person, then you will budget for about 1,200 rand each week for a family of four. Remember, if you are getting food from an organization or an outside source, please remember to take that into account, the value of the food in those boxes and put those as part of your budget. You're not going to spend over and above. That is included. So the onions and the potatoes, the butternut, any meat that you get, any vegetables, the tomato sauce, any of those things that you will find in your box must be added to your budget um, at the cost you would buy them from a normal store. So please keep that in mind. You also don't need to plan Monday to Monday. In fact, you can plan any day of the week. I have changed from Monday to Monday and I now plan Wednesday to Wednesday because the fruit and vegetable um, sort of specials that come out during the week usually come out on a Wednesday um, and one specific shop comes on the weekends, then I can use from the weekend. They're not going to last very long. Um, They're often like just on the right, you know, ready to use. So by Wednesday, they should have all been used up. It'll also stop me buying too many things. So that's an important thing to remember. Chalashing for chalas? Want to buy or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bugatti for SN Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m. where it's all about the food. This is Adrian Bugatti and the Essen Fresen show where we're all about the food. Just a reminder once again, if you've got any comments or suggestions, questions or topics you think we should cover, let us know via Telegram on 061-895. 1019, SMS us on 34519, SMSs are charged at 150, or send us an email to onair at highfm.com. Okay, back to our meal planning. When you're changing eating habits, meal planning for three meals a day plus your snacks is the best way to stick to the new eating uh, regime that you're going to follow. The other thing to remember to add in is for school going children, you need to add their school lunches. And if you need to send lunches for people to work, then that's a good idea as well. You put those on your plan. It does seem like a little bit of an over-control type thing, but I promise you will know the difference. You will see it in the amount of food that's wasted, 
it suddenly almost disappears. And also in your budget. So even though you aren't able to, you know, if you're not able to stick to the 300 rand a week per person, then you will still see that your grocery bill does come down. And it's up to you whether you choose to plan one week at a time or for the full month. I used to plan for a full month. I just found it a lot easier. But in those days, everybody was at school or at work and it was just a lot more simpler. I now plan for two weeks at a time. Just much easier with people working from home and people work at work and only one left in school just got less complicated to be do shorter planning. And with certain shops having really, really amazing specials on their fruit and veg, it is easier to do two weeks. Currently, my household consists of one person who works full day and often doesn't actually get time to eat, so we'll bring the lunch home again. One who is sometimes home and sometimes travel and often eats enough for two people when he is home. I've got two working at home and one at school, plus myself who works part-time. So sometimes I'm home for lunch and sometimes I'm not. The other two members in the household get food at work, so we don't have to worry about that. Ha, what a change. Planning can become very complicated, especially if you've got a million different schedules to try and balance and different age groups and all that kind of thing and different diets. But once you get into the habit of meal planning, It does get easier. It's not an instant cure. It's not an instant fix. And for a lot of people, it can take a long time right at the very beginning. But eventually, it shouldn't take you more than 25 minutes to do two weeks worth of meal planning. You start with one week at a time. Just start. Choose the day when you feel it's the best day for you to start your plans, whether you started for Friday, starting with Friday night supper, or you started on a Monday, or you started in the middle of the week, it doesn't matter. Just get started. We have a relatively stable routine now, so it's easier for me to plan for a month, although I have stopped doing that. I found that I could plan for a full month. It took me maybe 15 to 20 minutes to do the whole month, and this is because there are some recipes that I will use more than once in a month, And I fill those in quite quickly on the beginning of the list. This is only the dinners. The breakfasts are also, I do a plan for two weeks and then it's repeated again. So breakfast doesn't really change much. It's the lunch and snacks that change more than anything else. So that's where your planning and concentration kind of needs to come in. When you have children and family members and schedules and time, you know, time limits and things, that can is where your complication comes in. Breakfast, like I said, is easy in my house. It's tea or coffee, and then it is three options because that's all anybody eats. There's eggs, there's cereal, and there's fruit, what people eat here. Lunch is slightly more complex. You need some lunch for those who are at home and then the ones who are coming home from school. And this is usually when I serve carbs. Things like toasted sandwiches, baked potatoes, and pasta are the most favored. For school and for work, it's usually fruit and nuts, things that aren't going to go off, things that aren't going to need to be refrigerated, you know, those kind of things that can be kept quite long, plus obviously water. Uh, My youngest chooses to take only fruit and water to school, and then she has her lunch when she comes home. Our Shabbos lunches consist of cold meats and salad, especially in summer and cholent in winter. Although my slow cooker is used year-round, and not just for Shabbos. I will use it to make soup. 
I will use it to make curry. Um, if I'm, you know, chickens for during the week is fine as well. My pressure cooker also gets a bit of a workout. I have not yet joined the air fryer community. I often say that I collect kitchen appliances like most women collect shoes. So I am not allowed any more appliances. I'm not allowed to buy them. Let's put it this way. So if I get one, that's great. If I don't, well, I'm not going to buy it. But like I said, my pressure cooker, especially if I'm in a hurry or I'm late or some reason I forgot to take out the food from the freezer that was due for that night. Putting it in the pressure cooker just speeds up the process. My dinners still work on themes. Sunday is leftovers. That is my day off. I do not cook at all. No lunch, no supper. Whatever's in the fridge, that's what you're going to have. Or if anybody's feeling flush, they can buy us all takeout. We don't mind. Monday night for me is vegan. And the reason I chose vegan is not anything special. It was just because I enjoy cooking and I love the challenge. I love the challenge of coming up with vegan dishes for a family that loves meat, vegan dishes that are going to be healthy, that are going to be filling and fill all the nutritional meat of a family. So it must have a protein and your fiber and your vitamins. Tuesday is vegetarian. So there's where I will kind of do more starch foods, things like lasagnas, with cheese sauces or fish, um, so usually tuna or hake, since those are about the only ones anybody can afford these days. On Wednesdays is mince. Now, mince comes for me, mince means any ground meat. So chicken, beef, burgers, burros, meatballs, anything like that, that is Wednesday night. And it can be done as um, Asian lettuce wraps, say with the mince or spaghetti and meatballs or you know any way you want it uh burros one of the ways to stretch your burros is that i turn them into kebabs i cut up the burros i get the skewers i get some vegetables that i can roast with them brush it all with some kind of basting sauce and into the oven or if you've got a gas bra you can or if you want to light a proper bra go for it cook it on the bra it is delicious. On Thursday and Friday, I alternate. We're either having chicken for supper or red meat for supper. Whether the red meat is beef or lamb depends on also who's coming. So that's an important thing. Saturday night is usually leftovers and Sunday night is also either leftovers, takeout if it's the beginning of the month, or something easy like hot dogs or soup and viennas. You are listening to the Essen Fressen Show and I am Adrian Bugatti. Chalashing for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bugatti for Essen Fressen, Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m., where it's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and this is the Essen Fressen show. Just a reminder that if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, topics you think we should cover, please let us know via Telegram on 061-895-1019. SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty, or send us an email to onair at highfm.com. So if you have a look at any successful diet, whether it's a fair diet like the pineapple diet or whatever it was called, or whether it's a life plan to eat, you will find that they come with a meal plan. 
If you go to a dietitian, if you go to a nutritionist, they will give you your personalized healthy eating plan. And the reason for meal planning is because it keeps you on track with whatever your goal is. So whether your goal is just to change your lifestyle, to lose weight, or you have a medical condition that you'd like to eat for, then that is why you need to plan. Without a meal plan, the chances of you sticking to that eating way of life, let's put it, is very minimal. It is hard to stick to a a meal plan or a lifestyle without a plan in place, especially right at the very beginning when you're still learning what you can and cannot eat and how much you can eat and all those kind of things. Now, if you are a person who hates to cook or you're a non-cook, you just don't like cooking, or if you have particular eaters, remember, don't be afraid to stick something that everybody likes on the meal plan every two weeks or even every week if that's what's going to get them eating healthily. It doesn't matter. People like it, they eat it. Um, if I think of how many times a week we have frozen peas. My family, for some reason, are absolutely mad about peas. They don't like the canned peas. They only like the frozen one, which is fine by me. But we have that like three, four times a week as an accompaniment to our meals because I know everybody is going to get some vegetable in them because everybody eats it. So that's an important part. Remember, don't make life more stressful for yourself. We're already stressed. This COVID, two years, have been a loss two years. Most of us are suffering from kitchen fatigue, from being stuck indoors, from not having social lives. Just put it on the menu. If they eat it, put it there. That's my advice. I have a list of favorites that make their appearance on a regular basis on my menus. The black bean burgers. Now, that's the first time I made. um, I didn't tell anyone in my family that they were not actual meat burgers because I have very, very large meat eaters. And if you tell them that it is black beans, I could imagine it was never going to happen. We weren't going to get it. It's now actually a requested meal um, from the biggest meat eater of them all because it is easy to make and really delicious. And there's some brilliant recipes for types of changes. There are, I think, about eight recipes for black bean burgers that I know of on the website, on different websites. Chicken chow mein in my house, huge. Every now and again, I'll splurge and buy a small packet of cashew nuts to add into it. But it's easy Um, And it's also a great way to use up leftover chicken. Cut it up, stir fry your vegetables, serve it with rice or with noodles, whichever you want, um, and it's delicious. Meatballs, meatballs are a big thing. I don't always serve them with spaghetti. Sometimes I serve them with mash um, or with butternut. That's a great thing. Cottage pie or shepherd's pie, the difference. Cottage pie is beef, shepherd's pie is lamb. And instead of a normal potato topping, I will often use sweet potatoes as they are a healthier option than ordinary potato. Borovos and pup, whether it comes as a straight borovos piece or whether it comes as the borovos kebab that I discussed earlier, that also comes on the menu quite regularly. Lasagnas, macaroni and cheese, these are things that are often on my menu And they appear more than once a month because it's something I know 
that every single person eats. So that's very important. Although to a certain extent, chicken of any kind in my house will go down well. We don't have a problem with that. And, you know, stews like curries and things also do really well. Start with what you know they like. Put that on the plan first. So when you're sitting down to work out your plan, you write out your days of the week, whether you're doing one week, one month, two weeks, whatever it is. And that's the first thing you're going to put on is things that you know people are going to eat. That way you can space it out and you can have fun with that. Then you move on to the foods that you are going to need to make for days when time is an issue. So if you've got lots of extra murals, some of them run into dinner time, you won't have time to cook or you want them to eat on the go, then that means looking at different wraps. And believe me, you can wrap anything. Um, I've wrapped meatballs. I've wrapped fries. Um, you know, the, the vegetarian products. We've done tuna. We've done cheese. We've done all sorts of things added into the wraps. And it's easy to eat, easy to serve, and it's quick, especially now that it's summer. Play around, get the family's input. When you make something or when you use the meal plan, look at your children, look at the family members. Can any of them cook at all? Do any of them want to cook? And then you plan according to their skill level or their age. So for me, we've got the budding chef, um, one more year to go. That skill, I let him choose what he wants to make because his skills are up there. I've got one who loves making pancakes and can do scrambled eggs, no problem, and a few other things. Another one is excellent with her pastas. So we look at that. Um, one of mine is a meat cook, can cook anything with meat and cooks it perfectly. So if we're going to have a meat that needs cooking, that doesn't need to go in the slow cooker or the oven for a roast, that's who's going to do it. Check out who they are. If you've got a little one who loves to cook or wants to try cook, if you've ever watched Master Chef with kids, you'll see some of them start as young as four. Just make sure that you're in the kitchen with them when they're doing it. If you Similarly, if you've got somebody with inattention um, on the spectrum with an inattention problem, you're going to want to be in the kitchen to make sure they don't wander off or get distracted and forget they're cooking. That could be a little dangerous. And then the next step. The next step in meal planning is your shopping list. Now, often what I've done, especially because now I've changed my meal planning, I will take out the uh, message that I get from the grocery store that has the specials. I will get out any of the inserts that come in the weekly community newspapers and have a look what's on special. And from those, I will try and come up with recipes that are going to use ingredients that are on sale and that I know I need to buy because I don't have them in the cupboard already. So you're going to cross off the ingredients when you've done your meal plan that you already own because you don't want to go buy double. That's a waste of money. And then you're going to write down the ingredients that are on sale. So there is two ways for meal planning. One is saving money 
because not only are you not buying as much as you would normally, your pantry cupboard, your fridge, your freezer, you're not going to lose food at the back of the freezer, um, which is quite a common thing, I believe, is you digging in the freezer and you'll come up with something that you don't even know what it is. It's so frost covered um, because it's been there so long. So that's an important thing. It's definitely going to save you money. You're not going to throw out as much food either because things aren't going to expire. Um, and there are some great apps available for recipes. Um, some are posted here on the High FM website. Some are on my website. And then some are on the cooking apps and the Facebook pages for recipes. There are plenty of those. So that's an important thing, an important step in meal planning is looking at um, what do you need. And then another thing is a recipe bank. So for me, a recipe bank is when you find a recipe that everybody likes, then that's what you're going to do. Um, you're going to write that down or you just make a card note, you know, on a card or on your phone somewhere that this recipe came from that book on that page. And that's an important thing. So that changes as well on a regular basis. Um, what do you have? The next thing you need to do, you've got your grocery list. You've decided what you're doing. Um, you've made your plan. You've decided whether you're going to do a theme night, um, whether it's like I do uh, the different types like vegan, vegetarian, chicken, meat, mince, or, and I've done it both, travel around the world as a culinary thing. So what I've done is say we've got Monday is vegan. I will find a vegan dish, say, from Mexico, just for fun. Change it up, make it different, make food interesting. I very much like Asian food, so we often have Thai, Chinese, Japanese-style foods. Um, those are the kind of things that I like. We have a lot of curry-flavored foods, not actual curries, um, because I like those too. The budding chef in the house likes the Mexican flavors, so we use, I know not everybody's taste, a lot of cilantro and coriander. Those are the same thing. Um, just a little side note. Did you know that the taste of coriander or cilantro, whatever you want to call it, is a genetic thing? For some people, it tastes like soap. Um, thankfully, in my family, everybody likes it. Those, those are important things that you're going to have to take into account when you're planning. I do plan extra money for Shabbos, obviously, because we want it as a special meal. But what I've started doing um, is buying a large piece of meat and cooking it myself, waiting for it to cool down nicely, and then slicing it and freezing it as cold meat for the next couple of weeks. Um, it just makes things a little cheaper, a little easier, and I know what's gone into it. So that's that's an important thing. As I said, breakfasts are standard. Lunches are pretty good with that. And then the truth is that if you are looking at your grocery cupboard, and that's something that we do here, thankfully I have somebody who loves doing that and will stand and do my inventory and rearrange my pantry cupboard and my freezer on a regular basis keeping me up to date with everything and making sure that the stuff that needs to be used first is up front so that we see it. 
one of the first things I think before you even meal plan is get an idea of what your grocery budget is to start with. Now, if you're at a place that sells, if you're buying obviously cleaning products and other things from the store you, you're at, it's a little bit skewed for your grocery budget, but it will give you an idea of how much you spend. You already know my suggestion at 300 to 350 rand per person per week. You can then adjust that and go onto your debit card statement, your credit card statement, whatever you're using to buy your um, groceries with your bank statements. Have a look how many times you go to the shops, add it all up, and it will give you a rough estimate. Now, just remember that the more often you go to the shops, the more you're going to spend because there are very few people who can walk into a store and only buy exactly what they need. Very difficult. Even I struggle with that sometimes. And you will find it more difficult when you've got little kids because we tend to want to buy the little ones things. So that's quite an important uh, aspect. Another aspect is the snacks that you're going to be sending with to school and to work for the afternoons, for the evenings. Are you buying them? Are you making them? You know, what are you kind of looking at in terms of snacks? Uh, we've just had a wonderful time, thank God, with my brother-in-law here from overseas. And our snack turned into bultong pretty much every day. Um, my family is now going through bultong withdrawal because we're not getting it every day. So it's an important thing to remember what your budget can afford. Keep your toll slips. You will be surprised how much you are spending every month. And I'd like to challenge you to write down a number now of what you think your grocery bill is. And then it's the perfect time. Payday is coming up. Perfect time to check your bank statements and see how much you're actually spending. Um, it is quite scary the first time. Very, very scary. Monthly expenses for food. Um, your food expenses would be around 30% more if you are shopping without a shopping list or a meal plan or you're going more than once a week for the shops. You will find that every time you go to the shops, you do spend more, uh, usually about 10% more um, because you're buying stuff that you don't need. My food bill dropped, and I'm talking seven years ago, by 10% in the first month I started meal planning. By month three, it had dropped further 20%. And it hasn't really gone up all that much. It has stayed on par with what the cost of food is. So we've taken that into account. And it stays pretty even every month, every year. It goes up very slightly. And we're not starving. We're keeping kosher. Uh, so there is, you know, the things that I do miss, although I'm the only one who really eats fish here that isn't coming out of a can or isn't salmon or tuna steaks, it's I do miss my fish. But fish is more expensive than meat, so let's not bother. We eat a lot of chicken, we eat a lot of vegetarian, and the kids do eat a lot of um, pastas during the day because I'm not mad about it. Uh, but there are other ways to get your carbs in healthy ways of doing it. So 
that's something. You are listening to the SN Fresen Show. I am Adrian Bugatti, and this is High FM. Chalashin for chalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bugatti for SN Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m., where it's all about the food. Welcome back. I'm Adrian Bugatti, your host, and this is the Essen Fresen Show. And again, a reminder that if you have any comments or suggestions, questions or topics that you think we should cover, please let us know via Telegram on 061-895-1019. SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150 or send us an email to onair.org at highfm.com. So I haven't done this for a while, but I'm going to start up and that is the kosher updates from around the world. I just want to tell you that you need to please check. I'm just reading these updates. It is up to you to check with your rabbi and to find out which hechshas are acceptable in your community um, because some are not acceptable. We are used to a much higher standard of kashrut in South Africa, and there are products overseas that bear kosher symbols that are not quite the same. Um, in fact, I saw an advert the other day for a place that was kosher. It was overseas, but it's open on a Saturday. So I'm a bit confused about that. But that's why I'm saying please remember to check the kosher symbols. Our first one, obviously, is to remind you that it is seven, 5782 for our Jewish year. And it is a Shemitah year, which means there are restrictions in place for vegetables and herbs from Israel. Please check carefully whether it uh, has been taken, it's been separated, all that, or whether you need to do your own uh, truma as well. Then the Yoshin Bulletin. Okay, Yoshin Bulletins are out now. Um, please check if you keep Yoshin. Uh, you can check on the UOS website for that. Uh, the Villa Cape wines and grape juices. So there is an update message. Villa Cape Grand Reserve is not kosher if the label bears the Hebrew words le kosher. It just says le kosher on it. Um, I'm not sure where they got it from, um, but it is not, it's not kosher. Then our updates from overseas. From London, Ellen's Kitchen Snacks and it's called Ellis Kitchen Snacks. This is London. They were parv. They are now dairy. That is the baby biscuits, apple and ginger, baby biscuits, vanilla and banana, oaty fingers, banana and rosins, oaty fingers, strawberry and apple, and savory bickies, parsnip and poppy seed. Then callow Belgian dark chocolate rice cakes were parv. They are actually dairy. Lemsip. Um, Max all-in-one lemon sachets are now also dairy. Lemsip is actually a cold and flu medication. Glebe Farm pure OT oat drink is no longer kosher. And here is an announcement. Please note this is for London only. It does not affect our South African brand. McCain's London products are no longer approved by the London Beth Den. So please be aware of that. Any remaining stock sold in kosher shops and bearing a KLBD or MKL sticker 
is still kosher and certified. You can use those. Some products are certified by SKA when bearing their logo on the packaging. So that's another thing to be aware of. And then from Tesco, the Tesco apple, lemon and ginger juice actually contains grape juice, so therefore is not kosher. MK updates. So MK obviously available in South Africa as well as Canada. Nest tea, lemon iced tea is not kosher. And Dynasty, which is the, uh, it's a brand of tea bags that you will often see at resorts. It is made in South Africa and it has now been certified under the MK listing. Um, and they have some amazing flavors. So I'm really happy to see this um, because I've used it quite a few times. Oh, not used it, seen it quite a few times, should I say. Then some OU updates. Remember that the UOS and the OU have partnered together as well. So just have a look for those things. But this update is from the OU, the Orthodox Union. They do not certify any products from Mamtake Leda. Some Mamtake Leda products were labeled with a sticker that bears an unauthorized OU symbol. These products are available in Israel. And then there are no more updates for the last 30 days from anywhere else around the world. That is all I have for you today. If you'd like to know more about meal planning, let me know so we can help you. Um, I would love to do more on that on this program. If you know of somebody we should interview, if you have suggestions or questions or topics that you think we should cover, once again, let us know via Telegram on 061-895-1019. You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Or send us an email to onair at chaifm.com. Thank you for joining me on the SN Fresen show on Chaifm. Remember to wear your masks, sanitize regularly, and keep your distance. Stay safe. Until next time. Chalashin for Chalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for SN Fresen, Tuesday mornings from 11am, where it's all about the food.